Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. to another episode of Training Room Talk. I'm Nick Perugini, and I'm joined today with Dr. John Herding. Hey, guys. What's up? Rob Rubina. How we doing? And Dr. Ray Carr. Hey, how's everyone doing today? Today's episode is about CrossFit, and we're going to talk about some misconceptions on CrossFit and where our stance lies on, on how we view CrossFit and the, and, and the athletes and the patients that we work with uh, that, that do CrossFit. So the, the the first kind of topic that we're going to address today is the misconception or the thought that CrossFit inherently hurts people. And so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about why why that might be seen in the public, um, what our view is on that, and, and we're going to go into that a little bit more in detail. So the first thing uh, that we want to start with is um, we sometimes get patients or, or people in the clinic make, making side comments that say, you know, you guys must, uh, you guys must really enjoy, you know, CrossFit because it, it, it keeps you in business. And, you know, I, th- I, think, the, I think the first uh, thing that we want to talk about is that, you know, we support active populations. That's like the number one thing that we do. We see people of all ages and abilities that are working out and that are striving to be better versions of themselves. And a lot of times, the people that come into our clinic um, that, that are doing CrossFit, that's one, one of the main things that we want to help them get back to, is staying on the move, living an active lifestyle, and continuing to improve upon their overall health and, and wellness. So when we see someone who's coming in and maybe is experiencing an injury that keeps them out of, out of the gym, regardless of their activity of choice we want to get them back to doing what they what they love to keep them back in the gym to keep them with their community and the people that they enjoy being surrounded with Um, but like any program there is going to be a risk of injury as physical therapists what our goal is is to be able to get people to get back to that as soon as possible in a safe uh, and efficient manner and a lot of times that that starts with education Um, so just want to throw this out to the group here what do you guys think about you know the idea of of CrossFit hurting people you know how do we start to um, manage CrossFit injuries and just what what are some misconceptions that we can help uh, inform our our population that's that's listening about CrossFit Uh, yeah I'll start off Um, I think CrossFit uh, I mean like you said Nick I mean it can be intimidating to start uh, I mean, we see a lot of a lot of people here in the clinic that are CrossFit athletes, but I don't think that is necessarily a direct reflection of CrossFit, the sport itself. I actually find the athletes um, that partic- participate in CrossFit to actually be, you know, some of the more knowledgeable individuals that really have invested in their health and in their fitness, and you know, are working out on a daily basis. Um, I think the injuries. I think all sports cause injuries. Uh, inevitably um, and I think CrossFit's no different and I think uh, I think a lot I would say the number one thing in my opinion that it comes down to in terms of injuries and in CrossFit is probably programming and then maybe a close second next is uh, if there were like an ideal or possible screening screening system to 
you know, I know a lot of CrossFit classes are doing elements courses and that and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if that gets the job done. I think a, I think it would really depend on each individual element course and who's teaching and how receptive the a- athlete is. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would say programming and then um, and then probably some sort of way of screening or implementing uh, like a beginner's part of CrossFit so people really have the chance to master these movements. Because even something as simple as a burpee, I mean, not necessarily the easiest movement, but you know, it's probably one of the more foundational movements of CrossFit. So, but even that, I mean, if you're doing it improperly, you know, um, you can end up with some back pain if you're going into too much extension or whatever it may be. So, uh, what are your thoughts, Rob? I think you're spot on, right? You actually stole my first thought was that um, CrossFit doesn't hurt people, bad programming hurts people. And that, and that's for, Across the board, strength and conditioning, personal training, powerlifting, Olympic lifting. You know, it doesn't really matter what kind of uh, style of uh, fitness program that you want to do. It's not so much the style. It's it's two things. It's the program and it's how you how you perform the program, um, which is pretty much exercise technique. So if you have poor exercise technique, poor movement, if that movement or is not screened prior to, to your second point, I agree that. And that's where you see a lot of potential, um, you know, injuries, pains, nicks, strains uh, that might arise from uh, a training program. So I, you know, I think that's my just initial thought is, you know, hey, we don't need to hate uh, and implement a tool, a style of lifting, uh, sport. Um, just make sure it's you know you're prepared, you're screened first, you have a good program and a good coach helping you along the way. And if you have those things, um, you know, more power to you to reach your goals. I, I think there's a lot of great things about CrossFit, many of which you guys have said. I think um, where CrossFit gets a bad rap is it looks – well, I think let's, if we take a step back, you can look at the different types of fitness, right? There's personal training, the one-on-one model where you're getting individualized attention for an hour – and you can really hone in on skills and dialing in fitness form. Then you go the next step up, maybe a little bit less expensive is um, like small group training where you might have, everybody has, there's a couple ways people do it. Some ways everybody has an individualized program and one there's like a one from anywhere to three to five ratio coach to um, client. And so it's a little less expensive for a lot of people, but you still get some pretty individualized coaching and attention. Um, Then as you start working up into group exercise, um, less expensive, but you're also getting less Mm one-on-one focus on form and um, position and all that kind of stuff. So when you look at CrossFit, generally CrossFit's being done in a group exercise setting, um, but then you're adding two variables that oftentimes when form kind of gets lost in a group setting can cause injury, which is intensity and load. So that might be where CrossFit gets a little bit of bad rap. You're taking intensity and load and even the competition of fitness and putting it into a group setting where um, you might not have the um, insight into proper form and all that um, into the setting. So um, there's excellent coaches that do it very, very well. Um, But when you start to get into coaching ratios in some gyms that are one to eight and above, then you start to get into these realms of, well, hey, your coach probably isn't watching the form like they should. So before you get into this group exercise setting, it's worth spending a little bit more money. And the 
taking the time to make sure you dial things in to save injury. Yeah. yeah. What I what I found with that is, as a previous CrossFit coach, is people who are successful and are able to you know see see results and also stay pain free in a CrossFit group setting are the people who come in with some kind of background, whether it just be recreational weight training, resistance training. They've played a sport in the past. They have some education on the foundational, you know movement to squat the press the hinge all of these types of things and when they come in and 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 when they have this background they're able to pick things up pretty quickly and also understand that you know crossfit is a learning process and i think this is what some gyms do really well at is up they set expectations up front and they they make it known that this is not just a a place that you go insane this is a, a a learning skill process where you need to and, and CrossFit's motto right is technique consistency intensity and the good gyms are the ones that follow that 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 they they make sure that they're disciplined and, and stick true to making someone understands the technique okay that's polished now can they be consistent with that technique under different variables um, and then you get to earn your intensity which is Again, what a lot of times can get us the results that uh, that CrossFit can bring. So some gyms do not necessarily have that. Some gyms, again, set expectations up front. And from my experience, those are the gyms that are able to keep people, you know, moving, um, pain-free, healthy, and to enjoy the benefits of what, what CrossFit can give you. And and I agree, Nick. There's if you look at multiple studies that have been done by independent organizations, there's no studies that show CrossFit actually hurts more people than traditional sport, like you said, Ray, or any other boot camp at a local YMCA. Um, but for whatever reason, it it's, it has a stigma on it, and people choose to kind of ignore um, some you know some of the studies that do show that there's no higher risk of injury. Yeah, and you know personally, I'd. It's it's kind of you can't really talk about it's hard to talk about CrossFit again because each gym is individually run right and each gym has different coaches with different experiences different biases all of the programming is different at each of these you know tens of thousands of gyms so it's really tough to to talk about it as a whole and um, you know think about all the other types of group exercise that is out there whether it be boot camps or spins or these or private boutiques and it's all pretty much it's all very similar in that it's hard to group all of these fitness programs together so when we're talking about fitness programs as a whole um i think it's 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 tough but um unfortunately crossfit is is lumped into into that question for you guys how do you think crossfit you know like perception right perception of crossfit what do people see of crossfit they see it on tv yeah right how much different is CrossFit compared to what's actually done than what people see on it's TV, 180. which is like the CrossFit games or training, you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. sure it's obviously a lot different, and I think that perception, right, impacts people's views and thoughts yeah. of what it is and how it performs. Yeah, yeah, I think when you watch the CrossFit games on, you know, on TV or online and you see the athletes, you know, lifting a certain amount of weights and doing these movements, you know, I think it's real easy for you to sit there and say to yourself, man, that would that would kill me or, you know what I mean? Or that would, I would get injured from that. Um, and that's why I think coming like a step down from the programming, I think even more huge, whether you're in a CrossFit class or whether you're in a boot camp, um, 
it's up to the coach and it's up to the athlete to take you know an active role in uh, you know modifying things and keeping things to where they are technically sound, like you said, Nick, so that you can become consistent and then raise the intensity. Yeah, and what what the CrossFit Games has done for a lot of people, it's it can scare people, right? It, scare, it can scare the public. Um, saying like, I, you know, I'd never be able to do that kind of th- kind of stuff. And you know, what's funny is what's what's on what's on TV. What the public sees of the games is the one percent of the one percent, maybe even smaller, like the point one percent of the one percent. What's happening throughout the world in these crossword gyms is again, it's it's a it's taking a step at population health, right? It's taking people who are pre-diabetic, who are overweight, who are who are dealing with a health, some kind of health issue, right? And getting people in the gym and starting to move them in the right direction. And it's not just through movement, but it's through building better relations in your community. It's through education on nutrition. It's education on, on living a healthier lifestyle. Um, and again, that's the the one thing that, you know, CrossFit is able to give to someone is that it's not just about getting a great exercise. It's about taking this holistic approach to someone's health. And and then as, or, as an organization, they do a great job with that. Just thinking of, I can think of the companies right now, the nutrition companies and the fitness companies that all spurned from this fitness movement, which is CrossFit. And they they have done a good job at this population health and integrating, starting to get the general population involved in thinking about all these different things right. that are involved in just total total body health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, it's it's something where CrossFit has given a new vocabulary to the general public, right? Getting people, you know, excited about squatting, right? And just creating that as a vital sign is is what it's at least how I see it is, you know it you, you get you, your parents talking about squatting, pressing, and hinging, and being able to sit into a deep squat. I mean, this is stuff that we look at as a vital sign, and the general public is kind of catching on and understanding that hey, this is my body. I should be able to use it in 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 however I want to use it, um, and that's the one of the things that. You know, I uh, I see as a positive of CrossFit is that it's it's keeping people on the move, able to live a, a we are living a longer life. Whether our quality of life is is good or not, it depends on how well we're moving and how well we're addressing these other health concerns. And I think that's where the consumer needs to be educated in finding the right gyms to take them through the progressions to being able to squat and hip hinge like you were just talking about, making sure they have the mobility to press overhead and pull up and then work into kipping progressions and, and stuff. So um, just like any other business, you, consumers need to be educated in finding the right gyms um, that will teach proper progressions and move people along as they should. And the consumer needs to be able to be patient with the process and understand that they can't just go jump into a boot camp class to move. They need These are movements that are going to be worked out at a complex level that they need to be patient in learning these movements and, and commit to um, taking on CrossFit as their fitness endeavor. Yeah. And, you know, I think another one of the misconceptions is that people think uh, that they have to be in some kind of prerequisite shape to start CrossFit. And uh, so I just want to kind of open that up and, and talk about, you know, you're, you're never going to feel like you're ready. Like, I think for anything, I mean, for any, anything that's a, a big step in your life, you know, whether it's having having a kid, getting married, you know, buying a house. I don't think you ever feel like you're ready to do it. But this is a step, and I think same thing goes with fitness, is that 
you know, you do have to take that first step. And like John's saying, I think the most important thing that you can do is do your research and making sure that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're getting with someone that's knowledgeable, that you, that you know it's going to over-deliver and take care of you. Yeah, I think just with any fitness program, like, people are definitely scared to, um, you know, improve their overall health and, and commit to a process of coming in and exercising. I think that's behavioral change, and behavioral change is very difficult um, for people to to make a decision to do something different with their lives on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, I think you have to make that person, you know, when they enter your gym, you know, make them feel comfortable, make them feel welcomed, um, you know, make sure that their needs and goals are understood, and then they're met, and then they're seeing improvements and they're seeing improvements in their um, whatever their goals are fitness you know weight loss whatever it might be um, but yeah we see this all the time from from an athletic standpoint and from and from a fitness standpoint and you know if you're if you are nervous or maybe don't feel comfortable because you are haven't lifted a weight in, since college or you're out of shape um, you know hey everyone had a first day you know, that's, everyone was there. I had a first day. Nick had a first day. Ray had a first day. And, you know, my first day wasn't pretty, you know. No. Um, it's on was, YouTube somewhere. There's a video <laughs> of Rob in a in driveway. The, in a driveway <laughs> somewhere. Uh, it wasn't good, you know. Uh, but, hey, it, it was it was there. It's there. And, 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 and it's fun. And, and I think that's the one thing you have to look at is, you know, hey, fitness should be enjoyable, fun, and, you know, find the right thing that, uh, you like to do, and hey, CrossFit might not be it. It might be walking, you know, a couple miles a day. It might be running, um, you know. So don't feel like you have to do a certain type of exercise. You know, if you don't like the gym, don't go to the gym. Do something else. Yeah. You know, um, whether it's you know running. If you if you enjoy running and get the runners high, then then go run. You know, lift weights to be healthy and be fit. You know, um, obviously, I would like people to lift weights. And, 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 Get stronger, of course, coming from a strength coach. But um, you know, if, if you if you don't like um, a certain gym, you know, people ask, "Oh, Rob, what are your thoughts on Planet Fitness?" Like, I don't have a problem with Planet Fitness. If you enjoy, if you like going there and you get a great workout in, then then go for it. Yeah. And it's the same thing with CrossFit. If you like going to CrossFit and you think it's right for you, then go for it. And I think just uh, going back to kind of what you were saying, Nick. I think yeah. Just whether you're talking about anything in life or fitness, there's always going to be a reason not to do it. Um, and I think sometimes it's just, yeah, it's a matter of taking that first leap and uh, getting things underway. And I think a coach can, well, a coach will expedite that process and help you, guide you through that process so it doesn't seem like such a daunting task, right? Um, I think it's um, money well spent in just finding someone to guide you through that first couple of of workouts or first couple of months of just getting into a good program and making the habit change to make sure that you you see lasting results. Um, so I think going back to your point, Nick, getting fit to get into CrossFit, like CrossFit should help you to get fit. And if you find the right coach to guide you appropriately, it should make it fun. It should uh, it'd be ro- a rewarding experience versus like, oh, man, I'm just going to be so sore. I can't walk tomorrow. Um, but finding the right coaches, no matter what the setting, to help get you in shape, to help guide your process, will make the process more enjoyable. It might limit some of the ill effects that sometimes we all associate with just getting back into working out, yeah. like the extra soreness and all that kind of stuff. They can kind of curb that for you so it's not such a, a terrible process. Yeah. 
And I, I think a lot of people that are worried about starting have this conce- misconception that when they walk into a CrossFit, it's just going to be like all these ripped people just at insane levels of fitness. And that couldn't be, you know, farther from the truth. I mean, sometimes it is. But most of the times you're surrounded by people of all ages and all abilities, families, grandmothers, um, everyone. And the, the cool thing about that is everyone is moving in the same direction, meaning they all have the same goals. They all have, they're all they all there for, for different reasons, but, but the overarching theme is that they want to get better. And you're going to be surrounded by people that are going to motivate you and, uh, and support you in your, uh, you know, in your fitness and in, honestly just in your, in your life journey. Nick, I think that's a great point. I think John made a great point earlier. Um, you know, if you're out there and you're exercising, like do your homework on the person that's going to be helping you. And I know we might have talked on this on a, on a past episode, but it's okay to like when you're going there for your first day, ask this, ask your trainer or coach like what their experience is. Yeah. Where did they come from? Where did they go to school? Who taught them? Mm-hmm. You know, what's their certifications? Like you have to make sure that the person that you're working with is is going to help you, and not just like. Oh, like, you know, so-and-so told me to come here. Well, sometimes you have to also do a little bit of your homework and yourself and make sure, okay, well, yeah, this person told me to come here, but are they actually, you know, going to do what they're telling me to do and and they have good advice for me to help me improve my fitness goals? We we should make that a whole other episode of just interview questions to ask potential trainers, right? I I think so. I, I mean, like, I don't get it very often, you know, like, I mean, probably if you ask any of my clients, I'd say maybe one or two of them, maybe even though I have a master's degree yeah. in training, maybe one or two. But I love it when I do. I know. Like, it's it, great. It keeps you honest. And oh, it makes, no, I like, love getting questions. And it's, oh, like, it's like, oh, this person's like here with the, like some purpose, right? right? Like if someone comes in asking questions, like this is the type of person I want to work with because they're, they're doing their homework. They're committed. Mm-hmm. They've already done it. They've already shown that, th- that they're in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so let's just kind of just summarize some of the some of the conversations today. It's you know what um you know the idea that that cross is hurting people again. There are a lot of things that can contribute to that to that conversation. You know one one of the things that we talked about today is is just the volume management and 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 programming. You can move perfectly. You can have the best technique, but when kind of volume is not not considered, uh, when programming is erroneous, and those those things again, like anything, if you're not ready for a certain amount of work, that's when we start running into injuries. That's one of the most research based things is that our workload and volume management, depending if we're if we're not ready for it, um, can lead to injuries. Uh, you know, and the the second thing is that you don't necessarily need to be fit to start. You're never going to feel ready. But what we encourage you to do is do your research, find a local community, find a gym in the area. And again, like Rob said, it doesn't need to be CrossFit. It can be any type of fitness program, um, whether it be personal training, semi-private, or or group training. Do your research. Um, don't be afraid to, you know, interview your trainer or do some or do do some research. But just know that you're never going to feel ready to start. So we encourage you to get out there, you know, start some healthy behavior changes and um, to, to live an awesome life. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Training Room Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to share, like, leave a review. Until then, we will see you next time on Training Room Talk. Thank you.